0: music a force that heals strengthens unites and motivates it saves us and it makes us and no one knows this more than the fan we wear it like armor we soundtrack our lives to it and we open doors with it but most of the time our stories go untold i'm becca lee and this is a podcast for anyone who has ever loved a band more than anything we are believers and believers never die Hi, and welcome back to Believers Never Die. Um, today's episode is going to be really special and one of the, to me, most special episodes I'll ever do. Um, and I'm going to be talking to my mom. Um, her name is Misha, uh, not the Russian kind, it's spelled M-E-C-H-I-A, um, and she is the most important person in my life and probably the single most Influential person in my life, and we are incredibly close. So, if you think we sound like friends chatting, then that is why. Because, I mean, at this point, at my age now, we are. Um, she has been through a lot, and we've been through a lot together. But um, my mom has multiple sclerosis, and she's had cancer multiple times. And honestly, she just had a pretty rough life overall. But, you know, has managed to maintain a positive outlook on life for the most part all through it and I, I remember when I was little um I was in kindergarten and they had us do like a hero project like who's your hero and all the other kids were doing you know things like firefighters and stuff like that and I remember I did her I did my mom um And I think that is the best way to describe the way that I view her and have always viewed her, and what our relationship has been like. Um, Things things have been tough, and you know, I'm not even going to say that it's always been easy, but we've always had an incredible relationship, and I'm very grateful for that. And within that, there's been a lot of of music behind it, like we both use and talk about in this, um, how we both use music as kind of a a survival tool, as a coping mechanism, and, you know, we both kind of soundtrack our lives to it, and, um, we kind of discuss that. Um, we discuss the ways in which she's used it to get through things. Um, she was also a, a victim of sexual abuse as a child, and she does talk a little bit about this in here, so trigger warning. But it's nothing too too deep. It's just a, a story, a little anecdote about um, a song. And we also just kind of talk about um, her childhood experiences with music and then mine. You know, obviously she can offer a lot more insight on the way that I was as a kid. And like, a lot more than I ever could because I can't remember all of it, of course. And we also just talk about our favorite love songs and how silly some can be and how important for connection and actually listening to the music you send somebody or someone sends you can be. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get to see or get to take just a small little look into, you know, what my life has been like and also what an incredible person my mom is and always has been. Um, every good thing about me, everything I like about myself, I got from her, like, 100%. You know, I feel parts of her in everything I do, no matter what I do or no matter where I am or you know, whatever. Like, I, I always feel her with me because she is just such a, a big part of me. Um, But yeah, uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Okay, so,
1: what was your first musical memory? Um, the earliest memory I have of songs i know i was around three years old and my dad was cleaning out his car and there was a song playing you know and i'm kind of humming along and singing but you know as a child we don't always get the lyrics right or know exactly what's being said my daddy asked me did i know what the song was and i told him i saw the lion and he said oh it was I saw the light and that it was by Hank Williams Sr. And he sort of went a little bit into what it was about from his personal perspective and faith. And it just resonated with me that that was important to him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, I know it made a big impact, but I also remember feeling very embarrassed that I did not get the lyrics correct. But from that day forward, it seems like every song that I really liked, I began to attach it, and it built like a puzzle. Over the years and through different situations and struggles, good and bad, to where more or less my life has a soundtrack. I can go back in time anytime I want to through music
0: mm-hmm.
1: and by having my eldest cousin is 65. So I have that to also to go back to because as a child I was with my cousins a lot Um, at the time when I was five they lived in Indiana and I went up and he had his own bedroom in the basement because you know he was high school age and the girls were like nine and 13 and were upstairs but we would go down there and it was like a Big trick to get me in his bedroom because he had huge kiss posters and Alice Cooper posters. And I remember being so terrified of those pictures Alice Cooper with his dark mask, eyeliner, black eyeliner, and a snake around his neck, and then kiss. They were monsters to me, you know, as a small child. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this was around five. And What's funny is I got older, you know, as I got into my teens, early teens, you know, Kiss was something I liked to listen to. I just, and then later in life, much, much later in life, Gene Simmons did his own show. And Gene Simmons was the demon in the Kiss entourage. And. You know, he's without makeup. He's with his family and his kids, and he's just a regular guy and uh, quite hilarious. And I remember thinking back, I used to be scared of this man. This was <laughs> just all an act.
0: Yeah, it was like I had like, I don't think I was ever like scared of anybody or anything. But I remember there's a lot of music that I thought was like scarier than it was. Like I used to think that, like. I would get in trouble if I listened to certain things that my dad listened to. Cause I like I thought it was bad, but really it was just like Metallica or something. Which honestly valid because as a kid, heavy metal just seems kind of scary, even without like makeup and crazy get ups and stuff.
1: Especially when you were used to uh, movie soundtracks were big in when you were young. We Wore Out the Milan.
0: Mm-hmm. And I talked about in my first episode, they, Wearing
1: Out the Shrek soundtrack as well. Oh, yes. And I became so familiar with so many songs. <laughs> from so many different groups that I had never heard of. Um, through, you know, and which broadened my horizons because they've since put out songs, that other songs that I like, and um, that were yeah. included on the soundtracks. But one of the most uh, touching for me was that as a child on Saturday nights, the Donnie and Marie show came on mm-hmm. and that was one program, you know, you got one program back in those days that your dad would concede and let you watch and he wasn't the all powerful master of the TV and Donnie and Marisha was it. And I was in love with Donnie Osman.
0: Yeah, I got I, my fangirl tendencies honest.
1: I loved, uh, I had to have purple socks. Purple was my favorite color. I was going to marry Donnie. He was, I might've been eight and he was, I wasn't even eight, probably around seven. And maybe even younger, we'll say, we'll say between five and seven, and would watch that show and just be enthralled with both performances because it was always, their main thing was I'm a little bit country and I'm a little bit rock and roll. So they combined the two genres together in the show, he and his sister Marie, and I just love the Osmond family. Um, Big supporter. I had posters of Donnie on my wall. I was gonna marry him. I just knew I was. I mean, this <laughs> obsession went on. I know till at least I was 12 and followed everything. And when Milan came out, Donnie was a featured, had a featured song on the soundtrack. And oh, yeah, it was be a man.
0: And the song
1: was not about being a man at all. It was being about Milan trying to step into the place because her father did not have a son to fight in the war. Mm
0: -hmm. She
1: tried to pass off as a young boy, just be in her father's place. And the lyrics to it, are very strong about empowering to a young woman and I you loved the song and it always really it touched me that you liked the song so much and also I don't know if you remember but it's who I am and it's where Milan is looking at herself in the water
0: Mm -hmm.
1: her reflection and trying to think about you know, who she is. And you like that song. And I have watched that as a process of you growing up. And I always think back to that even to this day as I watch you blossom into a, from a small child to a preteen, teen, teen, teenager, now young woman. Mm -hmm. And that process is still going on you're still constantly you you're not reinventing yourself you're taking off layers of what has been projected onto you from the world and what you feel like the world or people have wanted you to be and you're becoming who you are and who you want to be and and that's something that makes me proud and I think something uh musically that's really important that it it sticks with maybe you don't recall it so much but as your mother looking at it uh i really do still look back at that and think you know this is the person she's going to be and you know i'm going to stand by and support you whoever and whatever and however you decide to be regardless you're you you have your autonomy and it has nothing to do with me i'm not a parent that looks and says oh but you must be this way because i'm this way or that way uh differences is what makes the world go round and
0: yeah I'm i think it's that cool you
1: just did that
0: yeah i think it's cool that like um that we kind of i ended up liking something when i was little which obviously i was younger than than you are when you liked Donnie osmond but that I ended up liking a song by him. It kind of feels like full circle in that way. Whereas, like, obviously, I can't imagine my kids liking anything that I liked as a kid. Because I had such random interests. Like, all throughout. Like it was so scattered. Because, you know, yeah. I got...
1: Not to... I'm sorry to cut kind you. Of Joe. Oh, you're fine. It, prior, prior to the... You even visually watching something and then enjoying it enough that you wanted the soundtracks as a child in your car seat of four months old we rode everywhere we went no matter how many miles with the car owned scanner and Scanned and when a music, a song would come before you were vocal, you could grunt. And when you liked a song, you grunted. And I would pause and stop and you would listen to it. Once the song ended, if a song came on you did not like, you grunted again. So let's start scanning stations again. Many people did not want me to do this, including your dad it was like wrong, you know, catering, but I thought you had your own musical taste and I was free. To me, it was like amazing that you had a choice. I gave you a choice in what you listened to and you had your own taste, whether I even knew what the song was and it could run the gamut. I cannot tell you a specific song that you would have me stop on because that was every car trip. And we went a lot and you were always that way you had taste in your own taste in music at one point when we had satellite television and it had many many music stations I could sit and flip through the stations you were walking and talking and I will never forget one night you were just it was Christmas tree was up probably end of November had music going, you were dancing, a little dance that a little toddler would dance to. And the song stopped and you stopped. And you're look, you turn and look at me and I'm video camera. And you, another song comes on and you keep looking at me. And I'm like, you don't like that song? So I put it to another station. You still didn't move. I you don't like that song? And you came flying towards me and you went, it sucks in the most <laughs> hilarious form. And I will never forget rewinding that and plainly hearing you say it sucks. And I knew then and there, every word that came out of my mouth was going to be repeated by you. <laughs> but you always had a particular music taste and it was your taste. And I always let you go with whatever you like. I never tried to discourage you from listening to anything. If you liked it, you liked it. And because I just felt like that was a what kind you know it's there's no harm in that kind of freedom. And mm-hmm. but I it's agree. the beginning of a freedom for a child. A mm-hmm. simple beginning of freedom. There's so many no's and don'ts and re you know but there's no reasoning with music. You know, that mm-hmm. you can say absolutely no, because at a certain age, a cuss word isn't going to matter because you're not going to understand it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I, really I don't think I censored you from any cursing and music ever.
0: And I'm grateful for that because I would have been very unhappy. Because I think, <laughs> I, I think about the fact that, like, uh, The fact that so much of my music taste that I like really love now that like makes me really happy, like songs that like kind of inexplicably give me joy are from like a period of time like in like the late 90s like that I feel like I had to have heard that during those times like that, that you were just letting me choose. Like, I feel like, like, Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind, or, like, that, the song two, Woohoo song, the, by Blur. I feel like, for some reason, I feel like those songs, I had to have heard those as a small child.
1: Oh, there were many songs that, if you got the rhythm to, it it may have been just bouncing up and down, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're there in your little nightgown by the Christmas tree doing your little dance, and... These are very vivid memories for me because I guess because you did say it sucked, but you know, the. <laughs> it would be tunes I had never, songs I had never heard. I could put it on alternative stations and you would be totally fine with that, you know, because they were uh, back in the 90s, the uh music television stations, they were, they were labeled alternative classic. Mm-hmm. You know, we could put it on a classic rock, you know, old time rock and roll. You might just just love that, you know, and then the next song you don't like, you know. I mean, it wasn't like I ever caught you like the dark side of the moon or anything like that where you jamming too. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> have your musical taste and you know a lot of them would be songs i had never heard also songs that um i think when you mentioned like the listen with metallica your dad did listen to a lot of uh, leonard Skinnerd and mm-hmm. i don't remember too much if he listened to hank williams jr with you but he did a lot when we dated so I don't know if we kind of got burnt out on that. I know I did. Um, (laughs) But you had very different musical taste from your dad completely. And I know you know, because this is always, I've even had to Google when the song came out one day because I thought this song has been in my my top five, my first long as I can remember. And that's Train Drops of Jupiter. And I, adore train and pat monahan <laughs> to this day
0: yeah and I, I actually talked about that in my first episode about how like one of my earliest like i think my absolute earliest musical memory is dancing around with you to like drops of jupiter lenny kravitz american woman cover and i will survive like those th- that that and then like jive talking about the bgs and then um what is it? I remember, which this was kind of slightly later on, but um, Idiot by Presley. What's your name?
1: Lisa Murray.
0: Yeah. I Like those songs, I have like, a, those are like my earliest musical memories. Like I remember most. I also remember like my dad playing Free Word and me thinking the guitar solo was cool, but I; those aren't as like early as the ones I have with
1: you. Well, we did listen to a lot of Train. We listened to some Creed, mm-hmm. Arms Wide Open. Um, a lot of that was listened to when I was pregnant because in Arms Wide Open, it's talking about. I heard the news today mm-hmm. about the baby. You know, he's finding out he's going to have a son, and you know that resounded both with your, with me and your dad. And so it was something we both normally. Creed was not a group we listened to, but um, really, it, I, I did play that a lot. If it ever came on the radio, you know, there were certain songs that, you know, even though you did have the grunt control of the radio, um, you never had a problem if it came on. And I mean, you would want to hear it. And, you know, I would sing it that we would be belting it out top of our lungs in the car. Mm-hmm and um you never were very uh now where i do have a strong connection to a lot of country music songs but especially then uh you never were really crazy about country music <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> that is true i was not that crazy i did know every toby keith song that has ever existed because of you but it was well, not something that i would have listened to on my own
1: yeah but you've got to admit that singing in the car with your mom red solo cup which people think is a stupid song is kind of adorable
0: <laughs> yeah i also think that every time i actually played that for randall one time and it made him laugh, too, because there's something is just so hilarious about Freddie Mac and Kiss My Ass. <laughs> it's, it all, it's
1: so real, because especially when you're going through student loans and mm-hmm. home loans, you really get it, you know? Yeah. Um, very funny. But I, did, I will know, say that Mm -hmm. he had totally different song his uh the top music he's sang now like i wish i I I would have a cowboy that was never like one of my hits we're talking about i like songs that were like empowering like how do you like me now you know um yeah because to me that was my to everybody in the past okay Mm -hmm. look you made fun of me back then, and you thought this about me. Well, look at me and my beautiful child, and just get out of my face and move on, okay? Go somewhere. Yeah. And I still feel that way. If I get in that mood, and as we know, I can talk, talk, talk. So I want to talk about me it's awesome. <laughs> right up there with them. I Meaning I just related to the man so much. It's yeah. not just, you know, it got to where he's out some songs now currently but I can't say I've not listened to them yeah no offense Toby yeah
0: I will say my one of my first like actually like emotionally affected kind of musical experiences I would say is when I was a kid and this is something that will stick with me forever especially because as I've gotten older and like Then I I got it and made me think of you, but like as I get older, it's like devastating to think about. Um, It was Unwell by Matchbox 20. Oh, that's my MS song. Yeah, and I remember you, I really, early on, you getting that CD and you playing it a lot. And it's one of those things where I've always listened to it. And because it's just a great song. And I, but also it's just like forever stuck in my head because you listen to it so much. But it's one of those kind of songs, yeah, that I, as I got older, it was like one day I was listening to it, and I suddenly understood what it meant, and it was so deeply sad to me, (laughs) realizing that that's why, realizing that that was why it meant so much to you and why you liked it so much. I think I always think about that, because it was one of those things where it made me realize how much music helped get you through things in the same way it did me but i just didn't realize it until i had gotten older and like he was thinking about it critically you know
1: it's very i can remember hearing it and relating so much to every aspect because i was all day staring at the ceiling and the walls and talking to myself for real If I wasn't trying to talk to the higher, my higher power, my belief, you know, just to get through and knowing that tomorrow might be better. That one key point, because tomorrow I better get some sleep because tomorrow might be better. And, you know, there were times that tomorrow wasn't, but there were plenty of times tomorrow was. And it's still as very, as far as a playlist of MS songs, that is it. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I automatically go to it and have to deal with. It's like if I could. It's like he wrote it for me, like he had been with me, sat with me, and kind of observed how my life was going, and he knew I was sane. I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. I was in just this really deep. Funk because this invisible disease had came in and changed everything and every idea and plan I had made in my life for years even before you know I was blessed with a new meaning and purpose once I had you but I can see where that's just like you introduced me to the killers tonight and I listened to the portion of now I just know the know the song and now I can't think of it life to come come to life, come to life. or life to come yeah life to come mm-hmm. okay it created like a great anxiety in me <laughs> that explain what you said was his viewpoint from her CPTSD which I suffer from and then her which is it right yeah right yeah Her version, here, the version he did for her version was very uplifting and just totally turned that mood around. And I felt like, okay, listening to this one, I need somebody with me. But listening to hers, coming from my perspective, I felt it. Mm -hmm. And so I connect with that. So it's made me more interested into going back further and listening to more of their music and that's a group I've never listened to
0: you've actually probably heard um because they've been around a long time since like 2004 but uh they did they're the ones who did Mr. Brightside if you've heard that which is a a very popular like alternative rock song you probably if you heard it like if you listen to it you'll be like I've heard that in passing
1: yeah there's very few songs that i just like totally stick to i mean you know it's like
0: yeah i get that um i was gonna th- like i try to think of like what else i was because go- there's like i made a list of stuff that i was gonna discuss and ask because this is already great we've discussed so much of it
1: um yeah because I
0: have trying to because I have like basically I've we've covered so much already trying to think of I guess we could talk about like other bands that you've gotten into as well like what like, because I know you have like Train, you've liked Maroon Five, you like Foo Fighters, you like Donny oh. Osmond.
1: Def Leopard, huge Def Leopard fan. I've been to a couple of concerts. Um, Got to realize that it, you know, I was 21 when I was diagnosed with this blessed disease. So, didn't get to go to concerts like most people, but very much love Def Leppard, love ZZ Top, connect greatly with a lot of great memories, fun times, and I don't know, it just brings back summers on a convertible and just us riding around and, you know, they were already the people we were hanging out with were kind of what were older. They were in their twenties and we were in our teens, but but they would, they had this music and, you know, they introduced us to it. So we start, you know, you really get into it. Now, Def Leppard was when I I, I came out when I was in high school and I will always love rock of ages. -hmm. I know rock of ages came out when we moved to from Tuscaloosa County, to our former county, Bibb County. Um, and I remember hearing about it in church. Believe it or not, it, it was a song, Rock of Ages. and <laughs> the Rock of Ages Christian song. It was Def Leppard's Rock of Ages, still a-rolling. Um, and what's really funny, I've never tell you this, but uh, Dawn Rowland was in my Sunday school class and we'll use her maiden name. Mm-hmm. and her being my farm tech so many my pharmacists for so many years have often told her that you know that i discovered death Lover because of you in sunday school
0: such a her weird
1: place and, her and another young lady janice mm-hmm. janice young she's your aunt monica's age um we're discussing it and i had never heard it and i went straight home from sunday school got and got out of church went home and found it and I was in love and then from then on I just loved Def Leppard and then I learned about the accident and you know him being the drummer and him being one having one arm and drumming and it was just I don't know I just developed I still love them now I can hear it and I start dancing you know Mm -hmm. it's just another huge impact I love Pink and if anybody knows me they know I love Pink she's very powerful in all aspects from all of the crazy dysfunction that she's lived with in all aspects and areas of her life that so many people can relate to even with relationships with her and Corey it's just Carrie I mean and they just uh I just love her I relate mm-hmm. um I want to say one of the biggest accolades, and I'm not sure if I should bring this up, but as a sexual abuse survivor, there if anyone's ever watched the perfect video, they know that in the video, the young woman struggles with an eating disorder, which I battled. She self-harmed, which I have battled. And... From the moment I saw the video, but there's a portion of the video and as the last and the one to break the cycle of abuse in our family, I was the first one to speak up at 13 and have an older cousin and Even though she was 16, it was still going on with her, and she still had not found the voice, and I told her, and it came through, and in a moment, it was like a magical healing web enveloped both of us, and because she does not use curse or or profanity at all, she would never say fucking perfect, the lyrics, but Mm -hmm. she sent. The original video and she highlighted the lyrics I've "Seen you chase down your I've watched you chase down your demons you've seen me do the same and it meant so much to me I could not have gotten an award or anything because she's always told me you were strong and you were brave and that's something that I never really wanted to really recognize or thought much about Mm -hmm. other than personally that I knew I could overcome stuff for myself that -hmm. you know I can do this but as far as thinking that I had impacted somebody else's life I never realized that that meant a lot to her that my speaking out gave her a voice that she truly never other than with me and with her own personal family that she created through marriage and everything, was able to voice. And I think I credit Pink for that so much too because it shows us so much that we can go through. And the songs are so powerful. And so that song will always be with me. There's many other songs about Pink I could list. I could list tons of songs and what they mean to me, but like pivotal moments. And I would also... Blessed to Gaga for anybody that is a survivor of sexual abuse or assault. Mm -hmm. When she did, and the thing is, I don't think the movie got as much credit because it was put into a movie Mm -hmm. as the soundtrack, but um, till It Happens to You. And I would encourage anyone that listens and has dealt with this in any point, shape, form in their life. I don't care from small child to your 95. Listen to that song and realize, soak in those words. Because nobody can take that. It's yours. It happened to you and how you react, respond. And when you decide to reveal and open up about it, it's up to you because it's happened to you, not mm-hmm. to anybody else. Nobody else's statements or judgments on it matter. So another shout out to Gaga for the many other barriers she's broken this world.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, I, I would think we have such like a, which obviously uh, it goes without saying that we're a lot alike, but I think that I definitely got my like using music as a means for survival and as a means to like just to get through things I know like I definitely got that from you not to say that my dad doesn't like use music in some way but it he I just don't think he's capable of that much critical thought
1: (laughs) he uses all right but it's not music (laughs) yeah But, but
0: I think we've always used music as a way to really get through things in like a different way than he does. Like, I think a lot of times he doesn't even know what the song is about. He'll be like, this helped me through so much. But he doesn't even know what it means, you know. Whereas like. Well, we go... me,
1: mm-hmm. I'm not saying all men. So no, all men don't get offended. There are many men that do not take. They hear the beat and the course.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. And um, I mean, I'm, there's very intuitive, smart men that are perfectly comfortable Reaching in and using that emotional side, and I encourage any young man that's listening Mm -hmm. not to embrace that part of yourself and listen. But I think that's why a lot of times your dad didn't get stuff because he did. If the beat at the beginning didn't sound right, it's like suddenly they go tone deaf and they don't even hear the lyrics. And I have, and then you know very well I've been through four men. And I've only had one that ever took the time to listen to the music, but listen to the lyrics besides just the music yeah. and understand it. And, you know, I'm finding now that that is a way to really weed out.
0: Oh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. People you want to be. Because um, yeah, it's like if they won't take the time to like listen to the music that you send them, then like they're not going to take the time to pay attention to anything else because that's so simple and easy
1: right because like even if they send you a love song you listen to it and you think that they have really and then you find out later on that they haven't even listened to the song they don't even know what the words were to the song yeah
0: they they've only listened to it they're just like uh this will this will do something for her and send it to you and you're like you didn't put any thought into this this could be for anybody
1: because it doesn't have to be a, a really great song to get to a woman. Yeah. tell hey, you the most touching song, which sadly it came from a psychic. I mean, a psychic. A psycho. A serious psycho. Song ever sent to me that touched me to the absolute core. This is one of the, and it is the dumbest thing, but it's from the movie, The Wedding Singer. And it's Adam Sandler singing, I want to grow old with you
0: oh i remember
1: that yeah on youtube it is so to a woman in her 30s on up it will resonate within your heart and men don't use it against women but um unless you're willing to give her her medicine (laughs) like the song states because that's what growing old together is about or if you're in a relationship where you have a serious chronic illness or something or any illness you've got to be willing to be there for those ugly times too and to say that adam sandler makes a list of touching songs is kind of hilarious because he's known for brilliant roles in his comedy and he's had some lately he's had some really good you know more serious roles but yeah musically the is not off the charts great but you know
0: yeah you know what my favorite love song is of all time i think what this must be the place by the talking heads it's so good because it's not like overblown or overdone in my opinion because it's like i'm trying to think of it how
1: i would i know i don't like the song that was played at my wedding to your dad i just say the funniest thing
0: i've ever experienced is going with aunt monica to see that despicable me too movie with the minions and at the very end of that movie the character gets married
1: and it ends <laughs> with, with all John the Michael Montgomery singing. I swear. No, it's the minion singing. I swear. For their <laughs> wedding, I was crying in the theater, like literally crying, laughing. Girl, I need to sit because I would be crying, laughing too. Because I want to cry. Like- I was like, girl, bye. Who chose that for y'all? We did. We were <laughs> the- like I said there I can submit photographs of people need proof it wasn't always what he was it's not like I went and said hey I'll take that cracker off the street there I know marry him
0: yeah he's just I don't know but I will say I think I really do think that this must be the place is the best love song because it's so like because you know I don't know how much you know about like David Byrne but he was never officially diagnosed uh, as autistic, but he is always, it's pretty much anyone who knows him and himself is like, I am like 90% sure I am autistic. Um, and there's something about the way that it is written because it is so like straightforward and literal and like such a articulate, like expression of love instead of it just being all these like, little things um like or like weird like over the top things it's like all the little things it's the little things that you think about that matter and I think that's such a much like better love song than like I don't know like Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran which is like you know when your legs don't work like you used to before and it's like yeah that's a great sentiment but it's like so much more than that you know because what is it hold on I'll like I can read
1: don't read me Ed's lyrics
0: no not his lyrics I'm gonna read It's cause, uh, and this must be the place it's home is where I want to be. Pick me up and turn me around. I feel numb, born with a weak heart. I guess we must be having fun. Um, the less we say about it better, make it up as we go along, feet on the ground, head in the sky. It's okay. I know nothing's wrong. Um, and then like my, actually my favorite is home is where I want to be, but I guess I'm already there. I come home. She lifted up her wings. I guess that this must be the place. I can't tell one from another. Did I find you or you find me? There was a time before we were born. If someone said, if someone asked, this is where I'll be. Hi, we we're drifting in and out, singing to my mouth. Out of all those kinds of people, you got to face with a view. I'm just an animal looking for a home and to share the same space for a minute or two. And you love me till my heart stops. Love me till I'm dead. Eyes that light up. Eyes look through you. Cover up the blank spots. Hit me on the head. And there's something about that that is so just like, that is what love is. It's like you find a home in a person. Like, I don't think that you have to, like, go over the top with it. Like, if someone feels like home, then that is what love is to me. Is like, feeling at home with somebody, you know?
1: Correct. That and their hug. <laughs> and their hug. If you're, if, if emotionally you feel at home and their hug mm-hmm. makes you feel at home.
0: Yeah. But see, I think that's the people like overdo it, like there are people who are like trying so hard to be romantic, like the Ed song that I have issues and I just use it as an example is because it's like it is trying so hard to be romantic. And like in my last episode, I talked to it when I was talking to Jenny, I was telling her about how I was such a big Ed Sheeran fan and how when I was when Thinking Out Loud came out, I was so pissed off because everyone loved that song and thought it was such a good love song but there's a song on the same album called Tenerife Sea and it is probably the sweetest love song he ever wrote. And it got slept on for like this overblown, like try hard love song. And I will never get over it because it's so much prettier. Like one, like the hook in the song is like um, Lumiere, darling Lumiere over me, which means basically like shine your light on me. Cause it's it's yeah, I know. French, yeah it's so <laughs> pretty it's so pretty and sweet and like just calling someone a light in your life is so much more meaningful than like being like uh I, i'm gonna grow old with you when your legs don't work when you're 70 and your tattoos are fading or whatever you know like it's stupid that's stupid no one needs that but like i get it's all the things that you think a woman wants to hear That's how it feels. I hate songs where it's like you can tell this is just what a man thinks a woman wants to hear, but it's a man who never asked a woman what they wanted to
1: hear. But at the same time, you've got to think that there are I don't want to put anybody down, but there are less intellectual people that the fluttery, flattery songs do just Yeah. That's what they want. Oh, somebody- oh, how
0: easy life must be when you're an idiot.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd, I'd rather you crack jokes at me and do good. Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: I hate it. Yeah. The best, some of the best love I've ever been shown is <laughs> just absolute. Somebody that knows me well enough knows exactly how to poke fun at truth. You know, kind of like a roast at, at truth, but it never hurts because of the person, their tone, and it's them saying it.
0: Yeah. Cause like you they have talk. to you have to know, like, I think that's the biggest part is like, I don't like when songs, love songs are like assuming what someone wants to hear, or it's just it's just flattery. Whereas like When you know somebody, you can make fun of, like, why, since when is love just all of that? Like, I would hate it. That feels like love bombing. But, like, real love is, like, in any form, is being able to, like, make fun of each other and laugh and, like, have fun together.
1: Can I tell you something funny? And this is probably, I I hope you don't have to edit it out, but, Mm -hmm. oh, I talked to someone that is much shorter than I am mm mm-hmm. like great when I told him my height and he told me his height I sat there for a moment stunned and then immediately I went to Billy Joe Uptown Girl and it was when he was married to Christy Brinkley mm-hmm. I if you know it but Billy Joe its not at home
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, you can tell And if you watch. He did write Piano Man about himself. Only a short man would do that.
1: If you watch the video, Christy Brinkley's in it and he's short. And so I sent to this man the video, Uptown Girl. And he responds with dying out laughter. Mm -hmm. I knew that there, solid. Got it. I didn't even have to say, do I need to explain it? This is somebody that because we've been talking and joking, all right, we're on the same wavelength. You yeah. know, it was like, and now that we've spoken, started talking in foam, it's like, it's hilarious. You know, it's I like, think
0: if someone can get your music reference jokes, that's the real winner, in my opinion. I love when people actually get it. I hate if I send something to somebody and they just don't get it.
1: Well, that see, we it. do this. I can send him a song. He returns one, and it's equally, or may even top mine. And then it's like I'm sitting there going, "What can I top?" And you know, and then you come back, and then I get his his span and his genre is like the same as mine, even though we can, he comes from California and I've been in Alabama my entire life. It just totally, on the music level, it resonates. I mean, and it just. It just works. I even noticed I posted a movie I'd watched and uh, who was the first commenter? (laughs) I mean, it's like to get the fact that there was more to appreciate about Lorraine Brocklet than the fact that she was Tony Soprano's therapist in all of the episodes of The Sopranos. She was an actress and I fell in love with her in that movie. It's Medicine Man. Which has great music. There's no singing, but there's some great music in it. But, um, you know, uh, and that even it, going on that basis, there's music that I love that touches me too. It doesn't, you don't have to have lyrics. Yeah. I think, though I do I, I like lyrics fact- because I'm a vocal person, but.
0: Yeah, same. I'm like very lyric driven, like word driven. We're both writers, though. So it makes sense that we are more driven lyrically than other people but I will say I think that my favorite thing about music kind of in talking about this is that the way that you can connect with other people through it I think that has been one of the most important and like vital things for me because like as you know I've always struggled socially you know for whatever reason insert reason here but I think I've always been able to find like a community or find somebody to talk to, but just through talking about music. And I think that like you saying like being how nice it is to have him understand the reference to like Uptown Girl and being able to send music back and forth and it be in the same kind of vein because you're on the same wavelength. I think the connections built through music is probably like my favorite thing about music that isn't the music itself. And it's honestly like even why I made this, like wanted to do this podcast in the way that I did is because like I can discuss the way that music has brought me closer with people and even brought me to them to meet them and stuff like just the connection you can have with people like even with us, like some of my favorite memories of us, it was just, just us dancing around and connecting through music and like that strengthened our relationship throughout our lives or throughout my life more specifically
1: or if we were just even if we were going to the movies or something you know when we had that grace period when we got rid of someone Mm -hmm. and um you know we could listen to music and jam all the way but then on the way home we might talk the entire way home yeah be home and think god how do we get here (laughs) Yeah. Because you sure. talk so much, because, you know, going up there, you're kind of like, because uh, you, you know, because you went through getting dressed and all that, and I think, I don't know if that's just an MS thing, but I think everybody sort of, and so you you process it, and you swing in, and you get in the mood, and you go to your movie, and you to go out to eat, or whatever you do, and then it opens up, or maybe you're listening to a song at the beginning of your trip, and it's starts a conversation and you end up you cut the radio up and you sit there and you talk
0: yeah basically so that happens a lot with me mm-hmm. and I think it's always happened because it's happened with you and I think I honestly got it from doing it with you I'm sure but like even with, like with with my friends now with like Randall I can you know it. it's always like a song will bring something up and we'll go off on a tangent because it's like I think just thinking critically about music it's just such a like a a, a thing that makes it easier to like how are you processing this what are you getting from the same thing that I'm hearing like and how like you, you can learn a lot about somebody by how they like respond and think about something you know
1: and and because Randall didn't get it that's what happened to your tires you would just pull up the emergency brake and you know do a tailspin right. get out
0: yeah, I kick him out because he doesn't understand and I blew all my tires out. <laughs>
1: He's a bye. Get out of my car. I don't tired of this. But yeah, I
0: just I think I think that's the most like incredible part of music. And I think for sure I can, you know, there's so many things that I think about that has like it's made me more empathetic and more and even just like strengthened like our relationship. Like I think about like even like with unwell, like like I said earlier, like thinking about how like I was able to be more empathetic because I understood why you were listening to it as I got older, like just through the song. I was like, that's how you must have been feeling then, and obviously still now, but you know, in that moment, like it it makes it where I don't feel that way every day. Well, and yeah, not every day, thank God. But I just mean like you still feel I would nice. be
1: unwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would need therapy and be back in psychoanalyst.
0: Yeah, I would not wish feeling like unwell on anybody for any amount of time, let alone
1: every day. It's but kind I think of like unwell was more like, you only see me this way. You don't know what I used to be like. So yeah. don't judge me. Don't come for me, you know?
0: Yeah. But I think anything like, because I, I even, um, Like The World by Brad Paisley.
1: Like we would always sing that. And you would always sing that to me. It's still to my to you still to this day. You're the only person that that song goes out to you. There's no other person. Because I think that's um in the videos portrayed between sisters and Mm -hmm. lucky some sisters can feel that way. But um as a mother, that's what you want your child to realize that. No matter who you are, when you're getting your hair cut, you go to the bank, everyday transaction and you want to give up, you think nothing. Remember, you're somebody, Your goals, you're precious, you're my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, and that's always been, and it's genuine. It only goes to you. I mean, I don't say to anybody else, okay, listen to this, song. there's only a shared song between us. Yeah. If I put a globe emoji, that's what I'm telling you in that globe.
0: Yeah, the see, I worst. feel that way too about it.
1: And it's just um it just fit.
0: Mhm. I think it, like stuff like that like having those songs and like ha- being able to like celebrate our relationship through that. Like it's I I even though like we've always been really close and always had a strong relationship, I don't even have to have that to have a strong relationship, but it is one of those things where like actually getting to like celebrate the strength of our relationship through songs like that it's like it's it's why music means so much to me because it's always been so intensely personal and you know affects me so deeply emotionally because it's just it it is a way that you know I've always grown up expressing myself like with you I mean and you know that obviously like we've always had this like connection through music as well and I think I don't know I just think why I've always said I think music is the most powerful thing in the world and it's just the most incredible thing in the world is because it does
1: just- Boy, we used to go in my bedroom and lock the door and put my stereo on him, blast songs, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And see, those are like my happiest memories, I think. So it's just kind of like I can't imagine life without I mean, music. Even
1: to be mean, do you remember like your dad and his his Girlfriend. ex, yeah, his ex-girlfriend. His girlfriends would come, I wanted to say slags, but um would come the would come over and we would go in and we would put alcohol <laughs> and me <being laughs> laughing. And, and they were like, there's was so hilarious to us. I mean, it's like t- and you know, I would literally feel your age when mm-hmm. we would be in there dancing and singing to that and just laughing about it because it would be hilarious.
0: Yeah, and see, so that was like, and it was the way we were coping. Like, that was a coping thing for both of us in our own you it's know, like, individual we'll way. come
1: out when we get ready. You can sit in there and talk to Mr. So-and-so. But mm-hmm. when we come out, we want you to know that we know that only you can make any girl pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and and so see, it was like, I- if you wear that lampshade right on your head.
0: Yeah, I just think that I, I don't, I would not be the same person if I didn't have those experiences with you and growing up. And if it weren't for the fact that you allowed me so young to have my own tastes and opinions and feelings before about you music. Could talk. Yeah, before I could talk. Like, I'm so grateful for that because like, even when at times in my life where I felt like I've had sometimes have no identity or I don't know who I am or what I'm doing I can always know that I I have music taste I have these things that I like I know those things for certain like I never question or second guess myself about that like I always have that thing that I'm not questioning myself about I can always feel confident in the fact that like I like this this is my music taste and I'm like Mm -hmm. proud of my music taste
1: you know, you saying that it keeps and it started a little bit ago when you were talking about connecting with people musically and always being able to connect, connect you know, mm-hmm. on, make friends on the Internet through your music. It, For some reason, the picture of the part in Dirty Dancing where he go, Patrick Swayze goes and gets her and says, nobody puts baby in the corner, mm-hmm. and puts her up on stage and having the time of my life plays Mm -hmm. that just comes to mind for me so that's how much music like even though like i wouldn't like even consider that like a song that's like i mean i don't dislike it or hate it but i'm not saying it's like top 100s but visually speaking just talking visually that's what it brings to brings to me it brings back a memory in a movie that's associated with music, and it's the song itself, because he mm-hmm. it says nobody puts a baby in the court. And I feel that way. I want you to have that freedom. And when you think about the music and the song in the movie, her jumping up and running and jumping into his arms and she's like flying, that's almost exactly what I feel like music is. You can get your run and start and fly with music.
0: Yeah, that is very true. But you know what's funny is that my fa- one of my favorite songs by Fall Out Boy is called Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner, quoting that. <laughs> really? Yeah. it's It was just kind of like a, it's not like necessarily about that, but it's a, basically a joke about that. I just, I thought that was funny when you said it. It made me, I it made just me smile.
1: It, I was wondering if it extended on it. I didn't know that's how my mind processes that's just the way my brain processes musically it's just like it suddenly I went like that's the freedom at that <laughs> moment there was like that's the freedom that music gives you
0: Thank you so much for listening to Believers Never Die, and I hope you enjoyed this really special episode. Um, it, it's really important to me to, that I got to do this and that, you know, I get to have this, you know, forever. Um, and if you would like to follow my mom on social media, I will leave that in the show notes because she has multiple different handles. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, as always, I am at Where's Her Head. I hope you have a great day, night, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. And I will see you next episode.